the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy hump day. Good morning. Welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy spring. I think it is, right? It's first day of spring today. Uh, I hope it finds you well. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Of course, I'm Joe Jacob, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group Legal Lawful Constitutional Tender, something we like to call wealth insurance. And are we days away from a major move in the gold and silver markets? Uh, stay tuned. In the when we return from the break. I'm going to play about 12 minutes of Andrew McGuire. For those of you that know that name, you know who I'm talking about. For those of you that don't, uh, Andrew McGuire, a, a huge gold trader. And, and this is a guy, he doesn't trade like, he doesn't, you know, deal with Patriot Trading Group. Okay? He deals with countries, right? When China wants to buy gold, when Russia wants to buy gold, they call this guy. Of course, he is also uh, probably famous for blowing the whistle on the gold markets. Uh, remember during all the scandals, right, the uh, interest rate scandals and all those where the banks were colluding together, uh, he blew the whistle uh, on J.P. Morgan and HSBC Bank and all the manipulation that they were doing. Uh, if you go to our website today, and this, this is why you always got to be out there. Uh, we have the entire interview with USA Watchdog. Uh, the whole interview is about 32 minutes, just too long to play in the show. Uh, but, but major, major announcements from Andrew McGuire about Basel III. Remember, we talked about Basel III the other day. A major change by the central bank, central bank, the Bank of International Settlements, starting in nine days, gold will be considered cash. Well, as good as a tier one asset, going from a tier three to a tier one asset, what are the implications? What does it mean? Andrew McGuire putting it all together. That's going to come up uh, in the second segment. So stay tuned for that. Get your dialing fingers ready. Uh, a lot of things. A Federal Reserve meeting, right, this afternoon, uh, 2 Eastern. Uh, they're going to announce a no-rate hike deal, right, and how dovish are they going to be and blah, 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 like they can really control what's happening out there. I wish they could. I mean, if they can, wouldn't they want to have GDP growth better than zero, which is about what we're tracking right now? I know that 3% number, that's long gone. 
other major news. Things are happening very, very quickly. Uh, yesterday, I touched on that I'd get to it today, uh, and I'm going to right now. Italy and China have reached an agreement that Italy is going to be the first of the group of, of seven nations to join China's Belt and Road Initiative. Remember, this is really, when you really think about what's happening here, this is what the whole trade war with the United States and China is really all about. Is China put it on paper. Hey, we want to take over the world. We want to be number one. And they actually wrote it. That not only, it's one thing to say it, right? It's one thing for I, America, it's the greatest country on earth, right? It's, it's one, you can say it. We're number one. It's the greatest economy, right? You can say it. But you can't actually write it down. <laughs> can't write it down and then post it and send it to all the other countries of the world. By the way, do you know that no other country has joined the United States in banning uh, Howie? or whatever that telecom company, however they pronounce it, not one. Just thought I'd throw that out to you. Uh, Parliament today, well, this was actually yesterday, Italy is signing a memorandum of understanding for the infrastructure building venture, which is due to happen during the Chinese Premier's visit next week. Italy says, don't worry, you know, it's not going to affect our uh, transatlantic alliance, right, or our other European partners. Italy's signature considered to be a major legitimacy of the project that envisions over land and (laughs) maritime routes connecting China with Europe. Remember their goal from the eastern shores of Europe to the western shores of Asia, China says, we now make the rules. It says that uh, White House officials have warned Italy against joining uh, and calling the the Chinese a vanity project. Well, here's what you're going to start seeing more and more of. People getting out of dollars, Country after country, getting out of dollars, country after country, right, realigning itself uh, with the Chinese. And and this is a huge deal. It really is. And and the importance can't be misunderstood. This is exactly how empires fall. Patriot Radio News Hour, Andrew McGuire coming up next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Let's, uh, we got to go quick. I want to fit this in in this segment. Andrew McGuire on USA Watchdog 
talking about what what's going to happen on the 29th of March in relationship to Basel three and its implications on what it's going to do to the gold and silver price and really answering the question of what were all these central banks doing? Why were they bringing their gold home? Why are they all buying gold? I think we're going to have our answer. Jason, let's play the clip. I'm Greg Hunter. Welcome to USAWatchdog.com. With us, a uh, return visit for guests we haven't had on in a while. And, I, and I've had people on intentionally to talk about the economy in gold because I think we're at a big turning point. I'm talking about Andrew McGuire, internationally recognized, renowned gold expert. His website, andrewmcguiregoldtrading.com. Andrew McGuire, thank you for joining us today from across the pond. Really good to be with you, Greg. I want to talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with, uh, uh, you know, where are we right now? Can you give us a recap of where are we sitting right now in terms of the global economy, gold, silver, precious metals, the debt, reset? Where are we right now? Goodness me, yeah, great subject. Um, well, look, I think the best place to start, Greg, it's been 10 years since the financial, uh, since the financial crisis. And we see interest rates remaining at record lows, uh, below zero in many countries. Uh, and clearly, central planners have got it wrong. And it isn't rocket science to deduce the banking system is broken. So with the wheels coming off the central planners' wagon and deeper negative interest rates on the horizon, is it any surprise we see the IMF trial ballooning, dividing the monetary base into two separate currencies now, cash and electronic money. I mean, this is the, an insult to injury. Electronic money trading alongside cash would allow the central banks to implement negative interest rates much deeper without triggering large-scale substitutions to cash. And, and just let's put that into context, Greg. $200 trillion of global assets already have zero intrinsic value. And that includes cash, bonds, shares, paper claims on physical assets such as gold and silver. And I mean, 32 trillion of M1 has zero intrinsic value. Now these are markets where unlimited quantities of synthetic supply can be created, bought, borrowed, sold without any constraints. And that really, that brings us onto the subject, which as you just mentioned, gold, land, property, infrastructure. Uh, but really gold and silver are the most fungible of those, uh, of those intrinsic assets of those safe haven assets, tangible assets. So, uh, you know, I know we just had a quick chat before, but in two weeks from today, less than two weeks from today, the Bank of International Settlements will formally reclassify physical gold as a cash equivalent. Now, the implications, I know there's it's not everyone gets this, but the implications are enormous. Bottom line, we're gonna see the physical market dog starting to wag the paper market tail. Now, that may not seem like a big deal to a paper-centric trader, but believe me, it is. And as a wholesaler, we know what's coming down the pipe. And at this very same moment, we have a, we're approaching a time where gold production supply is tightening. So, you know, before looking at the lessening influence of the paper market and how that's gonna affect the gold market, and the effect of Basel III uh, rules are going to have on the price of gold. Let's start by just discussing some basic fundamentals. Now, last October, TD Research, Toronto Dominion Research, reported 
that attributable gold reserves have declined by 50%, fact. And that's over the last five years. Now, from a wholesale market perspective, we see it, this number as actually very conservative. This means there's an incentive produced for producers to build up their gold reserves into a tightening physical supply. Now, this is a rock and a hard place for the synthetic players. Now, for example, Gold Corp, they're not alone in projecting a 20% reserve growth target, as are the other big producers. What does this mean? It means that around 20% less annual global production will come to market for sale from the big producers. Now, as wholesalers, we're on the ball with this. We see this coming down the pipe. So essentially what's going to happen, we move from a situation where almost all forward production was historically sold forward or hedged to a situation where producers are building reserves for no other reason than to capitalize on higher prices. Now, the market-making bullion banks fully understand the implications of peak gold and tightening supply into an escalating global physical demand. Now, physical demand, demand really is the operative word. And Greg, we all know that the, a lot of the US-centric uh, traders just view gold as a paper instrument that never ever takes to, no one ever takes delivery on. So now we're looking at you know the published data. I mean, we'll just look at what's there in front of our faces. Published data from 2018 reports central banks added 715 tons to their reserves. Why? I mean, that's just what's reported. However, it does not include the PBOC, Central Bank of China, additions of monetary gold, which we know flow directly into the coffers of the state-held banks. Now, we would estimate these holdings to be triple the 8,133.5 tons of official U.S. holdings. So, really, let's look at the effect, if you wish, of producers withholding production and the price of gold and the cost of production, which... You know, we have to look at these things. And I think it's time sometimes to drill into the weeds. You know, we're, we're gold guys here. What we're looking at is, what, you know, where's the price going to be? What are the big players doing? The big banks, they, all, all the big players are, are accumulating physical. All-in costs for a producer factor in the cost of producing gold over the life cycle of a mine. So people look short-term it's 850, 950, 1,000, 1,200, whatever, 1,300 for some mines. But by withholding current production, it actually tightens this supply, which given we are evidencing robust physical demand, at what is considered to be cheap gold raises the offer price. So I'm just going to sum up with one thing. The fact is, with gold synthetically diluted to a price that we saw last week, sub 1,300, which is ludicrous, Large-sized buyers, including sovereigns and central banks, figure it is more cost-effective to mine paper gold and convert it into physical than to dig it out of the ground. This is modern-day alchemy, Greg. Where do they buy the gold? The, the, the gold that's going into this, obviously, what, what we have reported is what's on the table is the 715 tonne from last year. We're seeing probably 60, 70, 100 tonnes a month continuing to flow out. Um, but what's not reported, of course, is the monetary gold that is on flights out of London directly into, uh, as I say, the state, the state held banks in China. And 
And really, let's think about this. You know, if there's 20 odd thousand tons, which we would estimate to be very conservative, um, maybe even 25,000 tons. Um, okay, so they don't appear on the PBOC's balance sheet. What would it take for it to appear on the balance sheet? A keystroke. This, these state-held banks, the key is they're state-held banks. And any time that, that China wishes to employ uh, a, a backing to their currency, which may be coming down the pipe soon, then all they have to do is then literally uh, allocate that into PBOC reserves. So it's interesting times. Is this, are we getting set up for a... A reset. I mean, the obvious thing, I want to go back to this Basel III because I've asked a variety yeah. of people. Some people, Catherine Austin Fitz, think it's a big deal. Other people, I get, mm, you know, I don't get much. You evidently think it's a big deal. I mean, it's right there in your face. We're going to go from a 50% asset to a 100% valuation for an asset we told you all wasn't worth much, and they're buying it like crazy. I mean, isn't that, it, or am I just making this too simple? Isn't the change to 100% tier one asset, what, uh, April 1st, isn't that a big deal? It's massive. I think, you know, again, a lot of, geese, a lot of people trading gold and a university a few years. I mean, let's, let's just wind back for one second. Gold was formally demonetized in 1978 at the Jamaica Accord. Before that, it was, a mon it was, a, it was monetized. Now, 40 years later, Basel III coming to effect, and as you say, in less than two weeks from now, will effectively re-monetize physical gold. Of course, that's a big deal. Um, while the synthetic players shuffle chips in this siloed CME casino, the insider bullion banks are positioning for higher gold prices. That is it right there. The bottom line is, what are the big boys doing? And although informally accepted, accepted by some bullion banks in 2018, uh, before Basel III, there was little distinction between unallocated and allocated gold holdings. Now, if we look at unallocated gold, and I remember talking about this with you once before, we're talking about leverage of up to a thousand to one when you account for- Ah, uh, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unallocated gold has, it's served up to the 29th of March as interbank cash collateral. Now, suddenly it won't be. The 600 tons of unallocated gold and 5,000 tons of unallocated silver that are cleared between a daisy chain of LBMA bullion banks. Bear in mind, these are too big to fail banks. Every single day I'm talking about here, uh, and you're talking about those kind of numbers, 600 tons of gold, 5,000 tons of unallocated gold and silver versus three to five tons of physical that's really, that really actually transacts. Now, of course, this unallocated gold will be directly affected by these new rules. So, you know, this is this is where the rubber meets the road. Unallocated gold and silver will no longer be treated as a cash equivalent. Now, this is, has massive implications for the price of gold, with both spot gold and silver actually trading as cash pairs, pairs which we know. See, a lot of the of the of the, uh, the U.S. centric traders fail because they're not they're banned and barred from trading gold in the more liquid foreign exchange markets, forget that gold and silver are actually just a single pair of a multi of, of a foreign exchange of a five trillion a day foreign exchange market. So, um, you know, so really what you're saying is, is you're either long gold and short the dollar or long dollar short the gold. And obviously, <laughs> when you have a position that you're short gold, unallocated gold and long the dollar now, and that has to be cleared at the end of the day, 
This is going to expose the clearing banks to shuffling derivative and unallocated gold and silver into, it really puts them into an unacceptable counterparty risk situation. These are too big to fail banks, taxpayer insured banks. And so, you know, as the global scramble to allocate ensues, it's going to backwash into the synthetic markets. And guess who's holding the bag? It's the synthetic traders. So watch out, guys. It's any wonder that the LBMA are forecasting 1,532 gold for 2019. I mean, Goldman Sachs is, is, uh, is, is projecting 1,400 gold in short order. Why is that? It's all to do a big, a big, a big uh, section of this and a big, a big part of this uh, up, upscaling of uh, valuations is because of Basel III. So, you know, I agree, it is a big deal. And, and anyone who doesn't get that really doesn't understand the physical market and the leverage involved between unallocated gold and physical gold. Could this cause we're going to stop it right there. He goes in, and I know some of that gets a little complicated. When we get back from the break, I promise you I'm going to break it all down in plain English so everybody can understand what it is, uh, what this means, you know, interbank cash equivalents and all of these other things. And and obviously he talked about China and said, hey, there's the official number. Right, the one that we tell you now that, hey, guess what? China's quote unquote buying again. And then there's the unofficial number that he estimates China has more gold than us. And all as it is is a couple of keystrokes. When China gets ready to deploy, what he's saying quite possibly is this gold backed currency that we've heard so much about. Stay with us. I'm going to break it down for you in simple terms when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, grassroots activist, author of 27 books, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now... Here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Many parents choose to pull their children from public schools and put them into private schools as a way to shield their children from the indoctrination that is far too prevalent in public schools. However, what many parents may not realize is that many private schools, even religious ones, hide liberal educators under the cloak of traditional education. Parents who assume their children's school is free from bias just because it's not a public school should not be fooled by the facade. St. John Biani High School in St. Louis, Missouri, is a prime example of this. Many parents send their children there expecting a traditional education conforming to the values of Christianity. But teachers like Dr. Dawn Finley stand in the way of that. Dr. Finley's students know the extent of the liberal bias to expect in her classroom, and the rest of us can get a taste of it by looking at her public social media profiles. When Catholic high school boys were falsely accused by the mainstream media of mocking a Native American, Dr. Finley jumped at the chance to ridicule the minors. Even after the full videos publicly exonerated the boys, Finley insisted they were racist, hateful piles of smug, privileged garbage. She went on to say that the boys should be lit up and brought down. With such hateful rhetoric about underage boys on Finley's Twitter feed, 
one has to wonder what kinds of things she says to her own students in her own classroom. If you are a parent of students in private school, do not let your guard down. The outrageous comments of teachers like Dr. Dawn Finley at St. John Vianney High School prove that no parent can default on their children's education. Every parent must be vigilant and engaged with all of their child's teachers. Let me be clear. Most educators are well-meaning professionals who want to make a difference in the lives of the students they teach. But there will always be some with bad intentions. You can do your part by starting a parent watchdog site or a social media page or just asking more questions. Never forget that it is you as a parent who bears the ultimate responsibility for your children, which gives you both the responsibility and the right to make the best choices about their education. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The liberal agenda is corrupting classrooms in colleges and schools across the country. If you're a parent, teacher, or administrator who really cares about our children, we promise to keep you informed at phyllisschlafly.com. And let us hear from you at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. So we talked about this agreement, Basel Three. This is the Bank of International Settlements. They they don't do very many of these. So think about uh, Bank of International Settlements came into existence in the seventies, right after we closed the gold window, and in that time. So you you think about, uh, you know, pushing up on, what, 45 years, 45, 46 years now? They've only issued three decrees, if you will. This last one, by the way, has to do, well, not only, it has to do with a lot of other things, but in, in the part that, in the context that we're looking at, What does it mean for gold? The first thing in this agreement started, and they say, you know, the uh, the April 1st, what have you, the I think the official date is the 29th, uh, which puts it out on a Friday. Then you got the weekend. So on April 1st, when the trading day opens, this new rule is going to be in effect. What it did, is it said gold is now the equivalent of any other monetary asset. Cash, bonds, right, things of that nature, mortgage-backed securities, it's the same. It is going to be a tier one asset. And this has major ramifications. Now, in other words, here's what they said. Really what they said is, hey, you know what? Holding gold is just as good, and and, and, and I'm going to make the argument better than holding a lot of these other quote-unquote tier one assets. And and just that alone, now, now it makes sense to me. Why is everybody buying gold? What do they know? And and this is a big piece of it. 
by being a tier one asset, by the way, that allows them maximum loan ability, right? It makes their balance sheet look better. See, before, if you had gold, you were a tier three guy. They would only let you lend out 50% of that one. So this is big. Countries are no longer going to be punished for holding gold, right? So now you start thinking about countries like Poland, right? Why would Poland buy gold, right? Why would the Netherlands all of a sudden start buying gold? Right? It, we get it, right? We, we know why the Russians, at least well, they want us to believe, well, the Russians are doing it to get around U.S. sanctions. I'm, that's part of it. But this is a much bigger part. But then he, they go and they, you know, he talks about why does the LBMA, why are they calling for 1532 gold by the end of the year? Goldman Sachs, we talked about this last week. They said gold's going to be fourteen hundred dollars before the before summer ends. Why? One of the big changes is currently. You know, I, I did a story. I think it was last week about bank earnings. Remember, the banks that earned. I forget the numbers. I think the banks earned like two hundred and fifty billion dollars. And then I told you that the banks had unrealized losses of $271 billion. See, that's in this interbank cash equivalent. In other words, the bank said, hey, we didn't sell this yet. And we don't have to market mark to market. Right? We know it's a loser. Right, think about this, right? This is where they tell us to deposit our money. We know this loan is no good. And if we had to sell it, we would lose money. But because of how we allow the rules to be written, we don't have to put it on our, our balance sheet. We don't have to we don't have to realize the loss. That's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> you could do that with gold. So all of these, come. we know, let, let's face it, the majority of the major banks out there through, uh, and, and I'll say it, through the direction of our central bank, short gold, short silver. By this change in the Basel III agreements, they are no longer allowed to hide a loss, right? In other words, hey, we don't have to claim this loss on this position. We haven't sold it yet, and we can we can fix it later, right? Just keep throwing more money and more money and more money at it. Now they're going to have to realize the loss at the end of each day. And another important factor, the leverage now comes way down. Right, they just can't go out. They actually have to have the gold to short. Right, They have to physically have it in their possession. So it's going to be a huge game changer. I think just that alone probably is what Goldman Sachs is talking about. Right, Hey, we're going to see a big pop here. Because now the banks are going to be like, oh, hey, <laughs> that's a little more risk for us now. 
So we're gonna, you know, and I think most people think, hey, there's going to be a, a major pairing back. So when you think about where we're headed here, a lot of people, and, and again, like I said, shame on me. Right? I didn't even hear about this or find about out about this until what was it Monday? You know, and, and I do this every day. Right? And, of course, this was an agreement that was reached seven years ago, just now getting ready to come online. But it really does go a long way, doesn't it, in understanding what all these countries are doing. Now it really answers the question, why is the gold coming home? Right? Why are all these countries saying, give me my gold back? And the answer really comes down to, hey, we don't want the U.S., we don't want London to be able to use our gold, right, and make claims on our gold so they can go out and keep doing what they're doing. And I think because they know about what Andrew McGuire was talking about with the Chinese. Hey, I know they're out there saying that, that hey, you know what, we've got, whatever their official is, 19, uh, 1,900 metric tons of gold. And, and, you know, we added, we're adding about 10 tons of gold a month. That's not what they're really doing. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. Uh, we wait the Fed. Uh, so right now, Dow's down 120, 130. Gold's down three, four bucks. Uh, none of it really matter. We'll wait till two o'clock. And really, I'll be honest with you. I don't think it matters what they say. In what? Two weeks, the gold market changes. I want to highlight a few other things McGuire said. Talked about miners. Talked about supply. And we know supply is falling. And, and the lack of new mines. But he brought up a great point. When I first started, oh my gosh, what was that now? It's going back almost 16 years now. All the miners hedged. And I think about it, when I started, gold was like 300 bucks, right? And what that meant was is, is they tried, they didn't want to take a risk. They knew they had a deposit somewhere, most likely in some uh, third world country, and, you know, lacking infrastructure and people to get to it. 
And so what they did is they would sell the gold that was in the ground years ahead of time. In other words, uh, and I'll put it in today's term, it's 2019. Gold's 1300 and change. And Miner A says, hey, you know what? In 2023, we're finally going to start mining this mine, this discovery that we saw. But you know what? We think it's going to cost us, and let's just say $1,200 to get it. $1,300 right now, and they would sell it all for delivery in 2023, 2024, 2025, and say, you know what, we think we can keep our costs contained and we'll book the profit. And all the gold coming out of the ground was already sold. Now, according to Andrew McGuire, and we knew this, and it's something we haven't talked a lot about. Over the last 10 years, more and more miners don't hedge anymore. Now, Andrew McGuire says no major gold company is hedging. In other words, they look at the price of $1,300, and they're like, <laughs> right? We're going to get way more than that, right? Three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, we're, I'm going to get way more than that. I'm not selling it. I'm not hedging it. And this is another one of the things of where the price is heading. And now you throw this agreement on. You think about what he said about China. That's the scariest part. Because he said, here's how they do it. They have their banks, their state-owned banks, are taking physical delivery of gold, a lot of it. What did he say? 20 to 25 metric tons, right, a month? That's flowing into the bank, not the central bank, not where they uh, have their official gold holdings, but unofficially, this is what they're doing. And according to McGuire, they can switch the holdings right, with a computer keystroke. And that he believes that China right now owns significantly more gold than the United States. And if you listen to this, and then we, did, we, we didn't have enough time to play the whole thing. He talks about whether or not, a lot of questions as to whether or not we actually, how many claims are there against the 8,000 tons we have? And I don't know the answer to that. And then I, 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 I start, remember what I started with this morning? Italy just signed a letter of understanding. Hey, we're with China now. And remember, these bankers, they don't care which country it is. Do you think they're loyal to the United States? <laughs> Listen, bankers have been around a lot longer than we've been a country. And it just sure seems like this Basel III is kind of what? Kind of like a, uh, a uh, it's been a nice run, America. But uh, we're going to go with these guys over here. 
Right? We're going with these guys over there because you know what? Why else would you change what gold was? Remember, gold was something you, you, the bankers told you you don't want to hold it. Listen, here's the other thing. This is a clear indication of where interest rates are really headed. They're not headed higher. Right? This is why they're making gold a tier one asset. That's just my, my thing. They're, they're, they're shading now. They're getting ready. They're shifting over to China because they know China's got the gold. Plus the fact they know, hey, all these other debt instruments that we say are tier one, five years from now, they're all going to be negative. Even today, uh, and McGuire touches on it in, in the rest of that piece, how much of the world's debt is still negative. Listen, what did we get to? 2.4%. And that was right. Anything higher than that was going to kill us. Going to kill us anyway. 800-951-0592. There was a special out this morning, and it lasted 10 minutes. We are in a very, very tight supply and demand situation right now. When we get back, I'm going to give you the special that I have. It's limited, but it's going to be a, the price is right. Get ready. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Guys, we didn't even get to FedEx, BMW, UBS. All these companies started to really uh, warn about what's happening out there. Uh, big deal today, Basel Three. What it really means? How much gold does China have? And are the central banks, central banker, turning away from the United States? Here's what we have. I've got 30 $20 gold pieces. I don't have 31. I don't have 32. I don't have 34. I got 30 at 14.10. I've got 25 $10 gold pieces at 7.05. That's it. Now I got more. There's more gold out there. It's just more expensive. Of course, you know my rule, right? I don't like expensive. Put it away. Right? And think about what Andrew McGuire said. Basel three puts gold now up there with, hey, we're the safest investment in the world. Right? That's what tier one means. I got a funny feeling the reason why they did it, right? You start thinking, but why would they do that? Maybe because some of these tier one other assets really aren't tier one. 800 951 US $20 gold pieces, $1410. $10 gold pieces at 705. 
and supplies are limited. We got 3020s, we've got 2510s at 800 951 0592. Uh, tomorrow, obviously, we'll probably talk about what the Fed had to say. Uh, don't forget, got tune into the Colorado Front Range Hour today. Uh, the Eric Cedarstrom Experience. Boy, Eric's been on fire the last few days, uh, right? He's on the Colorado Front Range Show, uh, three to four. Eric, four to five. If you're, uh, in, and that's Mountain Time. So adjust wherever you're listening. Adjust that. Uh, go to 1360khnc.com if you want to hear uh, those guys. Uh, we're working. Podcast could be as early as next week there up there as well. So got a lot of great things coming. 800 $20 gold pieces at 1410 $10 gold pieces at $705. Uh, right now, Dow's down about 160 points uh, and uh, gold's down. Uh, five right now. Again, none of that matters. They're all waiting on the Fed. Everybody's just going to uh, wait and see. Not a lot of volume. Everyone's going to wait for the announcement. Again, not really expecting anything other than dovishness, right? Uh, we'll see. The other thing is, is there going to be a plan for ending the balance sheet runoff? If there is, I think that's going to be a spike for the gold price. But then, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, they, they still got another 10 days where they can short the you-know-what out of it without any consequence. Uh, tomorrow, again, we'll talk about the Federal Reserve. I got to tell you what FedEx said tomorrow because I, I just ran out of time today. And a big, big news out of Switzerland's largest bank. Talking about possibly the worst quarter ever. And that's really saying something. Everyone take care. God bless everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. You know what would make you a little happier today? Put some gold away. You'll be glad you did it. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.